hey guys back to mommyhood redeemed can you believe that we're already in the second month of the new year time just flies and we are super excited to be talking about something today that's really near and dear to our heart something that i think women in general struggle with and especially mamas truth versus emotions and feelings this is totally something I think that all of us women can really relate to and as mothers as well. I think back to Genesis 3 when Eve fell prey to her own sin and instead of speaking truth over herself and to herself, she just believed the lies of another and she believed her own feelings and emotions and she chose to disobey God and to eat that fruit. So we wanted to start with a couple of definitions we actually dive into what the Bible has to say about this. So the definition of emotions is a natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. Feelings is an emotional state or reaction and a belief that is especially vague or irrational. And then truth is that which is true and in accordance with fact or reality. So obviously the emotions and feelings definitions are a lot more uh, subjective and very uh, reaction-based and irrational, and truth is truth. And in today's society, truth really is um, just subjective. We live in a world where it's more about what works for you is right and true, even if it doesn't work for me. And people often just dictate their decisions by their own emotions and their own feelings rather than logical reasoning and reality, a.k.a. the truth. And although we claim Christ and we've been redeemed, we too fall prey to this kind of thinking that drives our actions and our responses in our daily living. And it often leads us in an unbiblical direction. We start to let fear and worry and anxiety consume us. And as we've said time and time again in our podcast, it all begins with a mind and a heart that is saturated in the truth, the word of God. When we are flooding our minds with his truth, we're going to be equipped for battle when our emotions and our feelings start to lead us astray. We're going to have the ability then to discern things when we hear them or when we read them. And we're going to be able to rightly test those things against the word of God. And sometimes even biblical things that are I should say, quote unquote, biblical things that we hear from a speaker or another friend, or maybe read in a book or a devotion that we see on Instagram or whatever, you know, we have to test those things against what the word says too. Um, I'm reminded of the Bereans in Acts 17:11 when they, it says, now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness, and they examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. So here are these people who are testing the apostle Paul's teaching. Okay, he's an apostle of God, and they still made sure that what he was saying was lining up with what God's word says, and that's what God wants us to do as well. He wants us to test everything we read, everything we hear, everything we think, everything we feel against his truth. Exactly. And so how does that play out in our daily mothering? If God's the creator of our emotions, which he is, we can know that all emotions and feelings are not a bad thing. They're actually good, God-given thing. Emotions that flow out of a heart that is responding to truth are a good thing. 
But we have to also be on guard knowing that our emotions and feelings can lead us down a path that can cause us to sin and distrust a good and perfect father. Our feelings are meant to respond to our minds, not the other way around. That means that we have the ability and must actively choose to think things that are true. So what about our thoughts then? I'm reminded of Philippians 4 verses 8 through 9, which says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. When we have thoughts that come into our minds that are not true, we have to put into practice what we know in scripture to be true, to think on only things that are true. That means thoughts that are fear-driven, worry-driven, anxiety-driven, control-driven, and the list goes on, are not of the Lord, but rather of our flesh, and we should not entertain them. That doesn't mean we're not going to come into, they aren't going to come into our minds. The reality is they will. So what is more important is what you do with those thoughts. And we want to make sure that we are replacing those unbiblical thoughts with truth. For example, I'm thinking most of us struggle with this and it drives my husband crazy. When my kids have a weird symptom, a headache, abdominal pain, or something just a little out of the ordinary, I panic. My thoughts go to the worst case scenario and my worry anxiety, and anxiety levels just hit the roof. And because of those anxiety le- levels, I head to Dr. Google and <laughs> find, find out, you know, their hangnail is most likely cancer. But seriously, you know, we, um, but mamas, the Lord reminds me that I am not going to him first with my burdens. And that's the problem. I'm not using his word uh, in truth the way he intended it. Part of the armor of God. We need to stop and pray and ask the Lord to replace the lies with his truth. Yes, I do the exact same thing. (laughs) And my husband thinks the same thing. (laughs) So moms are obviously, we're going to struggle with the what ifs and the unknowns and the rational and irrational fears and the things that we just don't have control over. And just like our minds can lead us astray with wayward thinking, our feelings can too. Let's face it, we don't always feel joyful or feel content or feel in love or whatever it might be, the list goes on. But our feelings are not supposed to be a gauge for truth and reality. We cannot fall into the world's thinking and blame our moods and our feelings and our actions and attitudes in response to that on our emotions that we just don't have control over. We have to make decisions about certain things or we can't make decisions, sorry, about certain things based on our feelings. We have to make them based on truth. So if something makes us feel a certain way, like uncomfortable or scared or worried or upset, that's not a gauge for reality. I found a good article uh, on Desiring God by Nicole Whitaker, and she was just talking about her feelings in relation to her daughter, and it was really good. And she said, our feelings fluctuate, and we don't really know why. We drift in and out of the same yucky emotions. As a result, we blame much of our trouble in the Christian life on our feelings. We might say, my emotions were just out of control today. And then we warn one another, don't let your emotions get the better of you 
or whatever you do, don't follow your feelings. In this fallen world, we have been grieved by various trials, according to 1 Peter 1.6. The reality is physical pain and weakness can wreak havoc on our feelings. But perhaps most troublesome of all is the sin that grips our emotions. The sin seeks to unite the whole person, mind, will, and emotions in rebellion against the holy God. Emotions aren't the problem, but they do have a sin problem. And for this reason, I don't correct my daughter for being too emotional. Instead, I try to help her see the sin that has hijacked her emotions. Though sin can drown us in a sea of wretched feelings, we have to be, or we've been rescued. And though our emotions have been corrupted by sin, they can be redeemed by Christ. No longer do we have to keep getting caught in the same emotional rip currents. I just thought that was such a great perspective. This is the truth for us too as mamas. We don't have to feel trapped in our feelings because they do not rule us. We can choose to think rightly, which will affect the way that we feel. She went on to say that when we choose to set our minds on things above, like Colossians 3 says, or when we meditate on God's word day and night, as Joshua says, and consider Christ who died for us, our feelings will line up with truth. And likewise, when we present our bodies as living sacrifices, Romans 12, 1, and say only what is good for building up others, our emotions are going to eventually follow our actions and our words. And when we think on God's truth and we make godly choices, our feelings take on a whole different shape. They conform around God's word. So to get started, prayerfully choose one emotion that you want to change. Meditate on one truth from God's word that speaks specifically to that emotion and then take one godly action that goes against your sinful feeling. And although it might not happen immediately, godly emotions will start to spring up in your heart because with the Spirit's help, we can escape our emotional rip currents and we can feel what God wants us to feel. Godly emotions excite and move us to greater thoughts and actions for the sake of Christ. Love for Christ motivates us. Joy in God strengthens us. And zeal for his word consumes us. Our emotional life, once rife with dangerous rip currents, can come alive with godly feelings and propel us forward in Christ-like character. So we all struggle with doubt and failure. We feel like we aren't a good enough wife or a good enough mother and that we're failing our kids somehow. And it can leave us hopeless and in despair at the end of the day. There's been many a days that I have found myself discouraged and frustrated at myself for how I've acted as a mother and really relating to how Paul felt when he said, why am I doing the very things that I don't want to do? But this is where battling our feelings with truth comes in. I can choose to dwell on these feelings and sulk in them and have a pity party for myself, or I can choose to think truth. I can remember that I was never meant to be my children's savior. I'm going to always let them down, but God never will. He is the only truly faithful parent. I can remember that his mercies are new every day and that I have the grace that covers a multitude of sins. And I can also remember that I have the ability because of the cross to choose to obey and to do what is right the next time and that we can have victory in Christ. And the list goes on. So we have the powers, ladies, through him 
and you can overcome these wrong feelings that often become sinful each and every day by replacing them with godly truth. And first Peter five, eight says, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And God created us with emotions to be a gauge, not to dictate to us. They don't get to rule you. The pattern of our emotions are going to be evidence, something very important where your hope lies in what you truly believe and value. If you value sleep more than anything else, when you don't get it, your emotions are going to be evidence of that. If you value money more than anything else, when financial woes hit, your emotions show that. If you value your children more than anything else, when something happens to one of them, how you respond is going to show that. Your emotions, they reveal what your heart loves, trusts, and fears. And at Desiring God, they like to say, pleasure is the measure of your treasure because the emotion of pleasure is a gauge that tells you what you love. And John Bloom says, but because our emotions are wired into our fallen natures, as well as into our regenerated natures, sin and Satan have access to them and will use them to try and manipulate us to act faithlessly. That's why our emotional responses to temptation can seem like imperatives you must do rather than indicatives, which are, here's what you're being told. Just remember that is deceit. Emotions aren't imperatives. They're not your boss. They're your indicatives. They're reports. That's why Paul wrote in Romans six twelve, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. So get ready today. Be sober minded, be watchful, your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. He will make promises to and or threats against you. He will likely try and tap into your weak areas of unbelief, and you may find your emotions surging in the wrong direction. We have to then identify that and go to battle. Use the word of God and truth to fight for you. Get help if you need it from a friend, spouse, or counselor to fight those feelings with truth. And we know this is a lot to take in. We're constantly bombarded from the culture, the world, mom, friends, Instagram, personalities, speakers, authors, and ourselves with ideas and thoughts that play every single day on our thoughts and our feelings and emotions. And it's our job as faithful lovers of Christ to do something with those to check them against the word of God, to make sure that they are aligned with his truth and not the world's or our own fleshly desires and fears. And if they are, to make sure that we're taking those thoughts captive and refuting them with the truth and seeking to replace them with thoughts that honor God and lead us to think rightly and in turn to respond rightly with our emotions and feelings. Obviously, this isn't something that happens overnight. Lauren and I are still working through this and we will be until we meet Christ one day. It's going to take a lot of time. It takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of discipline. And we need the encouragement and help of other mamas to successfully grow in this area and to succeed in our battles with our minds and our feelings. But with the help of the spirit, we can have victory in our minds thanks to the gospel. So thanks so much for listening today. We look forward to continuing on this journey with you all as we seek to redeem mommyhood every day for God's glory through the power of the gospel.